For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Josh and Matt. Um, today, we know it's it's hump day, and so sometimes that can be a discouraging day of the week. So, hey, we want to ask some encouraging uh, questions of you guys, and specifically, What's a truth or some truths that you guys reflect upon for encouragement and perspective in youth ministry? We know just like any ministry, it can be, get discouraging at times. So what have you found yourself kind of clinging to? What are, what are some truths that, that you go back to for encouragement? Uh, one of the things that always encourages me is just, I've just been teaching on the Ascension just recently, which is kind of, you know, I mean, who teaches on the Ascension, right? That seems so weird. <laughs> But uh, one of the things about the ascension is when Christ ascends into heaven, he's not just sort of disappearing into the sky like a helium balloon, you know, which is what I thought when I was a kid. Um, oh, he's gone. No one'll ever see him again until he comes back thousands of years later. But now he's actually going up and sitting down on his his throne, and he, I mean, he won. And when he comes back, I mean, the game is over, and we're just waiting for him to come back. And and. That is so encouraging to me because there are times where I can be so depressed and looking at uh, the youth ministry and feeling like we should be somewhere else, we should be bigger, we should be doing more, we should be, you know, what needs to be better. And if it's not better, then everything's going to kind of crumble away. And reminding myself that, you know what, Christ is on his throne and he's an advocate for me and he is reminding the Father of my worth because of his worth um, and that the game is already over. Like his kingdom has won. And that is like so encouraging to me because it takes all the stress and pressure off my life and thinking that I've got to usher in God's kingdom now in Austin, Texas or something, which is, which if you're not careful, you do think that. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's something that's always really encouraging to me. Yeah. Let's just close in prayer. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a good truth. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm, this might be playing off your truth a little bit as well, but I've, I've written on my board, my whiteboard, um, you're going to fail, so go ahead and try, um, <laughs> which in a lot of ways is a distillation of this. Like At the end of the day, I mean, Jesus's evangelistic ministry didn't do so just do so great, right? <laughs> like at the, at the crescendo of his evangelistic ministry, his closest followers, you know, like turned on him and one of them denied him, one of them betrayed him, and then the crowds turned on him. He didn't like have, you know, he wasn't preaching to to a football field of people, right? And, and he lost. He seemed to have lost. And so that narrative there is just such a helpful reminder that, gosh, ministry just feels like losing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It feels, you know, Paul, like I'm given over to death for your sake. I'm being poured out as a drink offering on your faith. Like, you know, I'm fulfilling in, in myself the crucifixion of Jesus or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm burying in my body the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus. It's like, whoa, that's... Know, of course I'm not that low all the time, right? But it's a helpful reminder to get into that narrative and then to realize, oh, but, but then he rose. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the resurrected and reigning one. And so often ministry just feels like this grind and you're going to fail. And it's through those failures and difficulties that, that God is doing something 
beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's so good, Matt. That's really, really good. Um, I, I think another thing for me is, this is maybe this is maybe more specific to middle school ministry, but uh, reminding myself just that exact same uh, verse that you just quoted and reminding that we are called to even share and make up part of Christ's suffering, which seems so bizarre and doesn't make sense. But this is how it makes sense to me in middle school ministry. Middle school students are so unbelievably awkward and terrified (laughs) of everything. And um, when you, most of the time it's just really annoying, right? And I was like, oh, just get out of my sight. I'm so tired of you being <laughs> terrified of going and playing paintball. You mentioned it like 40,000 times, you know? We'll be sure be to okay, tell you, man. Right. Tell your students not to tell um, about Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, when I like reframe all of that and say, you know, part of my role as a youth minister is to take on some of my kids' suffering onto mm. myself, um, that really allows me to like be willing to step in the line of some kid who's being made fun of. In other words, how it kind of works for me is when there's a kid who's like really, we got a couple of kids who's been really bullied in school, and then when they bring that kind of insecurity into the youth group, they're hyper defensive, and it makes other people want to just sort of tease them. And so what I've tended to do is just kind of step in there and become the object, become the target for like any kind of mockery and take it. And um, And that's not really something you really like to do, realizing that you're doing that is to kind of share in the suffering of that kid and it binds you to that kid in a, in a unique way and it really um, allows you to kind of move through that suffering. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, I just want to re-echo what Matt said again. Like, you, you got to just embrace failure. Like, I think it's just, it's really what we've been saying kind of three ways, but just mm. that, we, I get at least I get so caught up in like appearance and how things are going and if they're going well and the temptation is always to say like more kids were at an event than were really there and all these kind of weird things um, and just embracing the fact that you're not going to do things well because that in itself is just a reminder that this youth ministry the church is not <clears throat> built on your back and it doesn't have anything to do with ultimately you it has to do with Jesus and that is a truth that at least for me allows me to fail it allows me to tell other people that I fail like yeah. and to just go to other people and like parents and just say you know I'm sorry I didn't communicate this to you this is what we're doing and now your kids missing out and you're mad at me and it's my fault and I'm sorry yeah. and I failed and if I don't really believe that like the church is really Christ's then and it's on me, then I don't want to go tell that parent that. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to make myself vulnerable because um, it's just too terrifying and scary. And it's mm-hmm. like it's tied into your job, it's tied into your self worth and um, and when you untie it from all those things, then it's it's you're able to do that. Yeah. That's that's good. That's awesome. we're, yeah, we're, we're like you said, saying a lot of the same things about failure and, and it's also good to, to be able to say that in front of your students as well because obviously you're talking about middle schoolers um, and I think more so middle schoolers than high schoolers but they try to enthrone you and make you mm-hmm. their savior and make you Jesus and as much as you're able to talk about your failures in front of them you're showing them hey there's another savior and it's not me um, so yeah that's, that's really good guys yeah.
Anything to add to that? All right, thanks.